Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 13th episode of the Baden Athletics Podcast. This is your host, Nick Browning, Assistant Athletic Director here at Baden High School. Um, we got a great show today. We are going into our first new segment here uh, with a spotlight on the alumni. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go every other week, and we're going to focus on different alumni uh, from Baden Athletics, um, and we're going to interview them, see how, you know, see how things are going. It could be young alumni or old alumni. Uh, so if you are interested, please shoot me an email, nbrowning at badenhs.org. We would love to get you on the podcast and, and share some of your experiences here at Baden and, and what you're doing now and, and keep everybody, you know, kind of networked together. Uh, so if, if you are interested in that, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email. Um, we have some announcements later after the interview. Um, and I do want to thank those guys, Josh Hageman and Landon Vidrick, for coming on. Uh, they did a great job, and you're about to see here in just a moment. Uh, strap in, enjoy for this interview. It's about 40 minutes. Thank you. All right, everybody, we're here with Josh Hageman, Landon Vitterick, Class of 2020 and Class of 2022, uh, both current starters at University of Cincinnati for baseball. Uh, fellas, how are we doing today? Good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so what, you guys are leaving at 11, you just said? Yeah. Where are you headed? Yeah. Coastal. A little bit better weather than here. Hopefully. It's supposed to thunderstorm tomorrow, so Is it? we'll see. Okay. We'll see. How many games we got there? Is it a couple or just one or what? Three. Three game stretch. Yeah, it's Ball State Friday, uh, Illinois Saturday, Coastal Sunday. Okay, so all teams are going there. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, um, all right, fellas. So uh, you guys got a new coach. You're in a new conference, um, new season altogether. Uh, Rehash last year, Josh, you led led the team an average of three fourteen. Uh, Landon, you were right behind him, two forty eight. Really, you guys had pretty identical stats: thirty seven hits for for Josh, thirty three for Landon. Um, both got a couple bags stolen. Um, so, I, I guess my first question is, last year's team compared to this year's team, how are we looking? What's the outlook? Um, I would say the outlook with this team is kind of just, we have a lot of young guys. We have, I think, a lot of talent on this team, but I think we just have a lot of uh, kind of underdeveloped guys, guys with not a lot of experience, other than kind of a lot of the outfield and position players, but in terms of our pitching staff, we're kind of a little bit um, not used to pitching at the college level. I think that kind of showed a little bit our first weekend. But playing a tough team in Jacksonville, who's a sleeper team that makes the tournament, um, kind of expected to happen. But I feel like our positions give us good experience in terms of in the field. It's just kind of getting our pitching a little bit up to speed. But I think we have a lot of guys in the room that can kind of compete in terms of once we enter a conference play. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I think I saw, what, March 8th is the first conference game? Yeah. That's, is that at Kansas State I saw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so what, what does that look like now with the new conference? Like, are there – obviously there's different expectations. Um, yeah, what are you guys communicating in the clubhouse? Like, how are you approaching this since it's kind of uncharted territory? 
Uh, we've kind of just been – it's been like a game at a time. Like, don't look ahead too much, just who we have in front of us. So, like, as of now, Ball State. But I was like, once we get into the Big 12 play, the teams are going to be a little bit better than the American. But, you know, it's just another game of baseball, another field. Everybody, you know, old saying, everybody puts their pants on the same way. Right. It's not like they have special special super talent. That's, you know, just go out there and try and do your job. Yeah. Hey, hey Landon, I just want to jump in. Uh, how much – how many days have you been growing that beard? Uh, we'll give it – we'll tag it like three weeks. That's not bad. Josh, what about you? Did you shave this morning or are you still growing yours? Yeah, I, I freshly shaved this morning. I've been growing mine just as long as you've been growing yours. So, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right, fellas. So, uh, off the field here, uh, what, are, what are you guys studying currently? And what, uh, what's your future plan? So, Josh, you got, what, one year left, right? This year, last yep. year? This is my last year of eligibility. I'm going to graduate with a bachelor's in health sciences, and then I plan to go to physical therapy school. Great. After. Okay. Uh, and Landon, sophomore, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, major right now is sports admin, future plans. Um, still kind of unknown, you know, baseball would be great, but if not, then thinking somewhere along trade lines, probably. Gotcha. Okay. Sports admin, like maybe take over Jeff Melzer, Nick Browning's job here at Dayton <laughs> High School? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could be stuck at a, at a, at a desk too often. Oh, I'm never at a desk. Oh, I'd, I'd lose it. <laughs> Um, all right, so you guys are, uh, you know, one of our, our young alumni uh, who are obviously very successful um, playing Division One baseball. But when you guys were here, you guys both played baseball, football. Josh, you played basketball as well. Um, so, you know, kind of thinking back a little bit to being a multi-sport athlete, you know, right now you guys are obviously year-round doing stuff. But when you were here, you were kind of in the same boat just with different sports. Um, so talk a little bit about how that experience here, playing two sports, playing three sports, how did that kind of prepare you for where you guys are now at the Division One level? Um, I would say it definitely, you know, it prepared me in terms of the commitment and being able to balance the combination of, you know, being a student as well as playing a sport at the same time. I mean, playing a sport year-round in terms of, football, basketball, baseball, and then go and play summer baseball as well as trying to kind of balance, fall, I mean, summer workouts in terms of football. I think it all kind of played a big factor in teaching me how to balance both school and playing a sport as well as being able to just continue to develop myself, both skills that kind of translate sport to sport and then as well as, um, you know, physically it kind of helped me develop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, just, I feel like the programs that Baden are ran really like smoothly and kind of like represent like a little bit of like a college program of like, I feel like that's how high school should be is like give their, give their athletes like a look at like what it's going to be like. And another like add to that is like Coach Cheek, you know, obviously like was at Notre Dame, really good strength coach, but he, Definitely, like, a lot of the stuff that we did there, we do here. Just, like, obviously, like, higher intent and stuff. But stuff like that just to get you ready. Yeah. Well, what was that transition like from high school to, you know, a big-time Division One 
at baseball program. You know, did you struggle in any area? Or what, what was that transition like, like in the weight room, in the classroom, on the baseball field? How did you guys adjust to that? Um, I, I, yeah, you got it. I, personally, I think in the weight room, I don't think it was much really of a change in terms of, you know, what you're doing for Sheik. What he teaches there is pretty much – it's exactly what you, you know, you do every day here in the weight room. Uh, at a D1 level. I mean, he's really good at what he does. And then in terms of, you know, from, I would say just translation from baseball, I mean, Coach Treadway, you did a good, you do a great job in terms of what you do. It's very, I think it's very similar at the college level. The only difference is, you know, every guy is the, was the man at where they came from or was pretty good at baseball where they came from. So everybody in here is, really really good player it's kind of you got to be able to find the little things that you can do better than your teammates if you want to be able to play on friday saturday sunday or the midweek josh hit that on the head you know one thing i'm glad we don't have those ncaa practice time restrictions (laughs) (laughs) that is true that is what's the longest practice you guys think you've had here Here, when you you were here six six hours <laughs> maybe seven, maybe. Man, you guys don't even know. <laughs> Twenty thirteen, we'd show up for field work at eight a.m. Not leave till eight p.m. They give us lunch, oh, and that's it. Yeah, on a Saturday, of course. <laughs> it all depends on how the girls go. Yeah, I I do have a funny story in terms of. I remember one day it was like the hottest day it's been, and we were out there for I think six or seven hours, and we all decided to wear white beaters that day, <laughs> and. You know, of course, we haven't seen the sun in probably five months. So I get done with practice, and it's a pretty long practice, like six hours with Treadway. And um, I come home, and I see just a white beater tan line that's all purple and red across my chest <laughs> and arms. And I think that showed how long we were outside on a Saturday morning to afternoon. You burned easy. I do burn easy, though. But. Hey, that turned into a beautiful tan, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that was a great exactly. tan line. Yep. <laughs> hey, I, I got a question. So, you know, Baden's built on multi-sport athletes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get a lot of kids that play football, basketball, baseball in some combination. Um, what was the biggest struggle as a multi-sport athlete going from one sport to the next? I know, Landon, you had a little break in the winter. Yeah. Josh, you went football, basketball, baseball, usually the next day. Um, mm-hmm. what were, I mean, obviously – you enjoyed all three sports. You were really good at all three. Landon, you were dominant at two sports. But what, what was that like to be a multi-sport athlete in that transition? For me, it, was, it wasn't bad just because I had my winners to, you know, get back in there with Coach G, kind of like help my body rejuvenate and everything. Um, and I honestly think like football helped me with baseball a lot and baseball helped me with football a lot, whether it's like hand-eye, arm, arm strength or like anything like that. But – for me, it wasn't bad just because I had my winners to kind of get my body right again and move into baseball season after football. Yeah, I kind of agree with the lines of what Landon said in terms of the biggest struggle, I think, was kind of getting back in the swing of things when you translate from one sport to the other. I mean, of course, you're doing a little bit of workouts here and there, but, you know, when you go from a football kind of playing speed to a basketball playing speed where it's kind of lateral cuts and up down court you know you're going to be out of shape the first 
I would say week or two. But then when you get to baseball, it's kind of more on, you know, how's your body holding up? Are you going to be able to get through a season without your, you know, knees giving out or having back issues that you have to fight through the whole time? So I think the biggest issue is just kind of, you know, maintaining your health, which I felt like I did an okay job doing. <laughs> I might not have felt the best most days, but I made it work. So I would say that was probably the biggest struggle. Yeah, make it work. Um, yeah, so just looking at some numbers here, uh, just I think this is kind of similar to what you guys had when you were here, but we have 298 kids playing one sport, 148, six, 146 sorry, playing two sports. So that represents 48% of our kids who play two sports. Then we have 58 kids, which represents 40% um, of that number playing three sports. So, uh, you know, you guys fall right in line with that. Um, you know, that is something that I think that we take pride in. Our coaches work really well together. Um, I, I mean, hopefully you guys see that. But uh, as an outsider, I think, you know, that's an opportunity that we offer that a lot of places can't. Uh, going back to Coach Cheek real quick, um, I did talk to uh, – I know he's not there anymore, but Coach Gentile last year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I talked to him about you guys, uh, and he had you know nothing but good things to say. Yeah. Um, said that you guys are both just freak athletes, which I was like, <laughs> yeah, we watched that for four years. We know. Um, but yeah, so it's cool to see you know full circle where you guys where you started and you know where you are now. Um, yeah. So back to UC specifically, um, what are some pros to being a baseball player at UC? What are some things maybe that you know people show up? Um, for a game, maybe they're watching you, but maybe behind the scenes stuff, maybe some pros uh, or, you know, advantages to, to being a student athlete at UC. Uh, just one for me, it might not seem big to other people, but for us, we have like, like so far, like Ryan Noda and Joey Weimer, they come back here like a lot. So just being able to, especially Ryan, cause he's a left-handed hitter with athletics now and he's, they always come back like three or four times a week just to hit and just being able to like pick their brain, especially Noda on like his approach and like everything like that, just what he does like on different off speeds, different pitchers and that kind of stuff. Just being able to do that, I feel like it's helped me a lot to understand on just what he's got going on in his head. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, kind of similar to how Baden is, uh, you know, Baden's a family if you never been there but everybody that goes to school there knows that it's a pretty tight-knit group of people that you know come together and they support the same cause and here you see I feel like they have a very similar structure in terms of you know alumni coming back like he said with Joey Weimer and Ryan Nada coming back um you know personally for me like I've made connections through like my major and alumni within the uh you know athletic department that give me the tools to be successful outside of, you know, just baseball. I think UC does a very good job of that. I would say that's the biggest pro, pro that comes with it. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, that's definitely one of the things I remember um, as a player here and now as a coach, like most of our coaches are alumni. Most of the guys that come back are your young alumni coming in to hit before they go off to camp or whatever it is. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, Hey, speaking of alumni, have you guys met Kevin Euclid yet? We did, actually, last year. Last year, yep, we did. That cool dude, guy. That dude owned me. Owned me. <laughs> I don't think I ever got him out. Unreal. 
Is he, he's a lefty, isn't he? He's a righty. He's a righty. Very unconventional. Yeah. Uh, played yeah. against him in high school, actually all growing up, just like you guys. I'm sure you got guys you played against your whole life. Yeah. Um, then I went to Charlotte. He was at UC. I mean, he owned me for my entire life. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so you guys got some guys on your team uh, from the area. I think you played against a couple, right? Yeah. What, so what is there since – they see two Baden guys. Do they have any opinions on Baden? Like, I always wonder what different schools, different programs, their opinion on us is. I mean, they can't hate us. I mean, <laughs> can't say – I mean, say all the Baden people that have at least come through here have been pretty good. I mean, you got Hopewell drafted, Hags tearing it up. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> it's, you know, I feel like they can't, they can't judge you that much. Especially coming from Baden, we kind of ran the GCL most of the years. Right. So, I mean, they can't really say that much. Yep. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, they every guy that's kind of a local area guy that has played Baden, or has, they've always at least heard of us, and they say, wow, they have such a good baseball program there. Because they always have, you know, really good defense and really good pitching, and that's pretty much always the standard that's been said, especially when you have guys like Spencer Geestein recently who, you know, he's doing, I think, pretty good in, uh, I want to say he's in higher double, I can't remember, in the Diamondbacks organization. And then you have, you know, Kate Boxrecker from my class who's now down at UCF in his uh, final year of pitching. Right. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I have a question for really all three of you. So we have class of 2020 – Versus class of 2022. Josh, I know, obviously, that season, that senior season sucked, but uh, I think we all had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen. Um, so, who wins? Who wins? 2020 versus 2022. 2020. <laughs> 2020? That's, yeah, I mean, they had pitching. All right, well, who, who's starting that game, Josh? <laughs> On the mound for us? Yeah. Um, honestly... I don't think it really matters which one pitch starts, honestly. I think they're both equally good. You know, I think Bid struggles a little bit more with lefties, so I would say a left put Spencer on the mound as a lefty just to give him trouble. Just for me? Just for him, but that's about it. I don't think it really matters who starts on the mound. Lana, who, who's getting the start? Cope. For sure. Got Cope on the mound. Cope versus Geesting. Yeah. Cope. It'd be it'd be a good game. I think it would be a good game. So Nick Copenhaver over at Vandy, uh, did he end up throwing the other day? He did not. No. Get in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, just two incredible teams. That thinking back to 2013, we wouldn't score a run. We might not get a hit. <laughs> uh, get run ruled in five, probably. Um, no, I mean it's crazy. Like where where our program's gone. I mean. Opening weekend of college baseball, having ESPN Plus up and just dropping in on so many of our guys that are playing, I think yeah. is is pretty awesome. And um, Christmas Christmas is always one of my favorite times of year. Just seeing everybody come yeah. back and working ba- working out back here at Baden or at the playground, and yeah. um, I don't know, it's pretty cool to see everybody doing their own thing and mm-hmm. at, at different programs around the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a meeting what last Friday. We had you guys. We were watching you guys play. Whoever you were playing Friday, I can't remember. Friday night, um, Jacksonville. Hey, Jacksonville. Landon, when'd you turn into a home run hitter? 
I don't know. <laughs> it mean, looks like me and me and Tommy O'Connor switched roles in the two and three hole. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so we got three so far, right? Yeah. Two two alone yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. Yeah. Lennon, did you pimp any of those? Uh, Josh, did you pimp Jack, <laughs> Jacksonville? I did, but uh, Tuesday, no, <laughs> no. Um, all right. So walk us through walk us through your game day routine, guys. So I know you got obviously a lot of stuff going on. Um, walk us through your game day routine, what your itinerary looks like, and then tell me about any uh, game day routines that you may have yourself. Um, it's kind of kind of simple. We just have where we start team meetings like the night before, go over pictures, like scouting reports, stuff like that. Um, get like our base running in, what we think we can do off of him, and then wake up, just breakfast, get to the field, stretch, um, throw, you know, just the regular like IO, BP, that kind of stuff. And then play. And my like rituals kind of come after the game. I always, or not always, I've kind of recently started getting into the ice pass a lot. You know, our turf here is really pretty. It looks really good, but it's really hard underneath. So shin, shin splints are kind of creeping up on me a little bit. So just been getting in the ice bath every day after practice and after games since then. But that's, that's probably my only real ritual that I actually keep up with. Mm. I mean, he kind of talked about pretty much everything that goes on. I would say, though, one thing I kind of take into factor is I don't try to get too amped up before the game. I think it's the same way in terms of, you know, you got people – hollering and screaming and like getting all excited and it's during BP and I'm personally like well that's three hours before the game even has to start so it's kind of kind of focused on like what you need to get done in terms of how's your swing feel you know how's the wind playing on fly ball reads during BP and try to focus on the little details so that when you get to the game you're not burnt out energy and you're locked in and focused to be able to perform at your best or be prepared to perform at your best so you know, take us back to football pregame. Were you guys big, you know, amped up guys before the game, or were you, were you pretty chill there as well? I was, I was a big, kind of like amped up, like in the locker room on the bus. But if I had to imagine, I already know what Hagee's going to say, and he's going to say no. I'm, I'm definitely a no. I was a guy that <laughs> sat there. I didn't want anybody talking to me because I wanted to, you know, in my head, I'm going through my own scouting report, my own you know, film study, I'm going through everything that I've done to prepare myself and, you know, trying to focus in on what each player gets and see if I can find any little thing that can help me play better. Hey, take us through, um, you know, you you guys are in seventh and eighth grade, uh, approaching high school. Tell us where you went to seventh and eighth grade and then kind of what that decision was like uh, about – Going to high school, did you shadow a lot of schools? Did you have a lot of schools you were looking at, or you know, take take us through those few years? Let me go first. So, for me, it's kind of I have a you know fairly big family. I got three other siblings, and we're all relatively close. You know, I have a brother that's a year older than me, then there's then me, and then my younger brother who's a year younger, and then a younger sister who's two years younger than me. And so it was kind of based off of, you know, it left all the 
um, non-coeds like Sanex, Moeller, all those local schools kind of out of the question in terms of an option to go to. And it was kind of more, all right, do you want to go to a public school or a, kind of a private co-ed? And ultimately, my older brother decided, you know, Baden was the best fit compared to a Fenwick or going to a Lakota East, which is the public school I would have went to. And, you know, kind of deciding on that. It wasn't my decision, but I'm glad he decided because, you know, Baden's a family and it definitely fit what I wanted to do in terms of play three sports. I don't think I would have got the opportunity at any of the other schools. And that was probably the big reason. Josh, you went to Mother Teresa? I did go to Mother Teresa, yep. Lena, uh, what about you? Went to Quinnipiac, but for me it wasn't really a, a question. You know, I always loved, like, just going to, like, the Baden, like, football games or baseball games or even basketball when I was, you know, like, fifth or eighth grade. So it's just kind of like you walked in there, you got, like, that little, like, heart rush kind of feeling, like, man, like, I want to be here one day. So I guess then you could say, like, I kind of kind of knew that I wanted to go there. But for me, it wasn't like I didn't have – I didn't want a second option, didn't really care for anything else. So I'm going to pitch this to you. So so let's say you're you're meeting with a 7th, 8th grade family, and they're a football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball kid. And yeah. they're, they're looking at multiple schools. What would you mm-hmm. say to – Sell Baden. Yeah, I would tell I would tell him to go, like talk to you, talk to Yordy. I don't know anything about the new uh, basketball coach, but I mean, even just like having a conversation with you guys, they'd be able to tell like what your plans are for them, like how much you guys develop them as like a a man and like a player and stuff. But that's mainly like what I would tell him. I would tell him my side of like my experiences and how like that went for me. Obviously, but obviously I'd tell them to talk to you if they got a chance. Yeah, I would I would kinda of do the same thing. I would use my own personal experience in terms of being able to play three sports, but also, you know, give my input. I played with through travel ball and now at the college level with local guys that went to other schools like Moeller and Sanex and some of these bigger schools that, you know, might not necessarily offer that opportunity and they said, Yeah, it's kind of a those schools don't necessarily support the whole three sport thing as much or even two sport in some cases so i think baden does a great job of you know allowing you to do what you want to do because you know you only go through high school once and if you love playing all three sports you're going to play all three sports yeah um so you guys have played in a lot of uh big time games and in your time here obviously now you still are tell me your favorite or, or the best game day atmosphere in your time here that you were a part of? Baseball or football? Baseball, I would say Moeller, my senior year. At that alumni? Was, yeah, yeah, I was, that was really that was That was a lot of fun. Um, hate to say it, but probably the state championship for football, but, you know, wasn't able to participate in that but yeah that was that was obviously a really really good atmosphere but um the baseball kind of got cut short especially senior year so there wasn't there's not a large amount of games to go into that but i would say probably from football my senior year was the regional rematch against ross who's the 
local public school rival. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a big deal. There was a good crowd for it, and we lost them to open the season. And we actually started at season 0 and 2. It was actually blessing disguise because we changed our whole offense. I think kids glad we changed that whole offense because I don't think the old offense would necessarily work for his skill set. So I think the, you know, the loss of the first game against them and then going to play Ross in our first playoff game that year and ending up, you know, that opening kickoff, I think I took it for a touchdown. I had a pretty good game that day. So <laughs> That's all right, I guess. <laughs> That's all right. I think I took it for I a think touchdown. I took it. <laughs> Um, all right, so what if you guys want to split this up? What guy? What can you really say about the? the I don't, you kind of hit on it before. But what can you say about the coaching here? So, in terms of football, in terms of baseball, um, you know, what what is unique, uh, or what is you know maybe some of the strengths uh, that either coach possesses? And if you guys want to split it or take it both on, totally up to you. Um, I mean, I could talk as a overall because I know there's one kind of characteristic that all the coaches. All the coaches shared that I was there. They all, you know, there's kind of two things. So in terms of, they all focus on the fundamentals in terms of, you know, doing the little things right, whether that's, you know, proper technique, technique and fielding the ground ball or, you know, um, I don't know, just anything that was really the little things that can make you successful. That was kind of the focus and priority in each sport with each coach. And then each coach, you know, they – promoted competitiveness mm-hmm. i know some coaches it can be hard to be able to compete for some of them because you don't necessarily believe in them but all our coaches at baden you could have believed in because they all had that competitive edge they wanted to win and they kind of pushed that onto their players and all the players believed it yeah. since peggy covered that side i'll go like a different route but uh like for me it was like kind of like schooling uh I forget what year, I think it was junior year, I wasn't doing too well in a science class. And this just shows, like, how much that they be, that they care that, like, you become, like, a better person and a better man. But I wasn't doing too good in a science class. And Treadway came in, pulled me out of the science class. I had Miss Heinrich, and he goes, basically told me I need to get my get my stuff together or else I'm not going to be playing football that much longer. But, uh, you know, just, like, doing that, I mean, that's, that clicked for me, like it snapped, it kind of just like sent me over the edge and I, I was like turned everything around, but just, just stuff like that just showed how much that like they actually cared about you, not just about your talent on the field. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, if you could apologize to any teacher right now that you had in your four years here, first off, what did you do? Why would you apologize? How would you do it? And which teacher? And which teacher? Personally, I was, I don't know. I didn't really do anything wrong. I didn't get into <laughs> any, tr- I really didn't get in any trouble. I felt like in high school, probably should have gotten into more trouble than I didn't get into. But <laughs> um, I would say freshman year, Mr. Mentory, you know, I had him second period and I was sitting front row and I fell asleep a couple times and there was almost a couple times he caught me in terms of slamming my desk or doing something to wake me up. But I would say he's the one guy I probably apologize to just because I fell asleep in class more times than not. That's fair. Uh, 
I guess I'd say Mr. Zimmerman. He was my homeroom teacher. Love the guy to death, but he, uh, you know, I had his class sophomore year, and I would always, because we had it with, like, a bunch of our friends, like, on the football and baseball team. And so, Eggie was actually in that, but we would all just ask, because we had a first period, so we'd ask to go to the bathroom, like, right when the homeroom bell rang to go to first period, and we'd just be out at the class, just always, just, you know, but he was always going to work with us. He he knew that we were just that way, and, you know, I definitely apologize to him for it, but. Just enough to be annoying enough? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, I get that. What about, uh, you want to give a shout-out to any teacher? Like, favorite teacher? Coach they're wa- Browning. They're all watching. Uh, uh, Coach Browning. Oh, my God. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that eighth period PE. Yep. Man, yep. that was a crew. <laughs> we had um, a lot of fun in that class. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we did. I would say I would give a shout-out to, uh, to Mr. Champ in terms of his uh, religion class. He made, you know, I don't know, religion class can be kind of repetitive, and he made it fun, and he always kind of kept people in line, especially Spencer was in my class. He kept him in line quite a bit in terms of, I remember he threw his iPad one time across the room. I got a good (laughs) kick out of it, so. (laughs) Um, So kind of in the the same regard in a way, give me your favorite Coach Treadway or Coach Jordy story. Uh Coach Shred was easy. <laughs> it was Beaner, Brady Emhoff. He didn't know the take sign in the heart of the season. And Coach Shredway asked me, he said, Brady, what's the take sign? And he gave like the hit and run sign, I think. And Chud, he, he lost his mind. <laughs> I mean, lost his mind. It was, that was probably my, the funniest memory from fake baseball I can remember. I would say for Treadway, it would be, you know, we are not having a great practice as a team, and I think it was a fairly cool day. I think that was part of the reason why people weren't, you know, practicing so well. No, Nobody wanted to necessarily be there because it was pretty cold out, and it was windy, and then, you know, you get the old, I think we need to get hot. And so everybody, everybody says, all right, let's take a lap. And everybody's like, where to? And he just pointed to the shell, which was about, I'd say, a mile and a half down the park in, of uh, Joyce Park. So everybody just kind of dropped what they were doing, just took off and ran there and back. And yeah, I think that kind of locked everybody up and warmed them up a little bit. <laughs> hey, what about Coach Yori? We, we need to give him uh, some love. My, my favorite was, I forget who we were playing, but... Somebody on the O-line had a holding call. We were down by the end zone. Chatterbox posted a video on it. It was actually pretty funny. But I just remember looking back and seeing him. He was, like, coming out. He was having, like, a like a tantrum. Like, he looked like a toddler having a tantrum, just running out there. He was screaming, <laughs> jumping around, throwing his arms up. I just remember looking over and seeing that. Me and Jack Walsh looked at each other and just died laughing the whole time. <laughs> um. I would say it was probably my sophomore year in terms we had a scrimmage and, you know, I'm a sophomore trying to make a varsity spot and I weigh a buck 20, buck 30. I'm literally 5'7 and I'm just a little innocent kid and I think I he decided to throw a pass to me one time, 
like one part of the scrimmage and I end up dropping it. And I remember he just comes about 20, 30 yards out into the field and just starts screaming at me. And I was like, I'm just a kid, man. Like <laughs> I, I dropped one ball. It wasn't even that good of a pass, I feel like, to me. I kind of just – I put a hand on it, and I think it's good enough I got a hand on it. And he just starts yelling at me. And, you know, ever since that day, I don't think I – I didn't drop too many after that one. So <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, so you guys know what's going on here up on the hill. Um, you know, football, you know, I guess really our, our athletic complex. Um, so I guess my question is, for football specifically – first and then for the student body how important is it that we get this thing done as fast as possible and we do it the right way this stadium up on the hill i think it's really important just because you know just being able to have a football field that you're going to be able to just walk to right after practice you don't have to go up on the hill that we had before you know there's potholes and divots everywhere but just having somewhere that like everybody can go to like whether that's alumni parents um student body now just having a a field even like for track meets or soccer or anything just having a field that everybody can go to say that like they were there while they built it they were there like they witnessed it get built like they were the first ones to play there anything like that i feel like that's really important yeah yeah i would say it's just you know there's such a long and historic tradition through Baden in terms of all the athletics and i feel like you know a field a sporting facility on campus has been something that nobody's been ever to really appreciate or been able to, you know, witness. And the building of the field, I think, you know, just going to show how committed Baden is to its athletics and to its students. And I feel like it just will present so many more opportunities for school, both, you know, to the students, what they're playing, and also the financial side of what Baden wants to do. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to imagine, I mean, as a football guy, like, it's your home game. You yeah. hop on a bus and go to wherever yeah, school we're playing, you yeah. know, and just yeah. to be able to be in your home locker room and, yeah. and roll out to your home field would have to be yeah. an amazing feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing better than getting on a bus to drive 15, 20 minutes to go play on a field that said go Big Blue <laughs> compared to, you know, what they're going to have now in terms of, you know, a field that says go Rams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I know you guys got to get going. So one last question here. Um, so we've been talking about a lot athletics. We've been talking about academics. Uh, so this kind of, this question maybe covers both sides of it. So thinking back to your four years, how did Baden shape you into the person you have become today? It's a tough question. Yeah. It's loaded. <laughs> it's a loaded one. Or maybe if there's a certain say, things that come to know, mind. Yeah. I would say Baden has just developed me personally in terms of character, just being able to take everything, like, you know, success or failure, take it on the chin and take it, you know, humbly. If it is success or with failure, you know, learn from it. Because throughout your life, you're going to have, you know, your successful moments or failure moments. And no matter what circumstance comes your way, I think, you have to be able to learn from it and grow as a person. I feel like Baden has really prepared me with the tools to be able to do that, both in athletics and in terms of, you know, my future career, which is PT. 
you just took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, just being able to deal with adversity, either like, I mean, obviously, like I said before, like the coaches helped me with that a lot, but even the teachers, I mean, like I'm, I uh, mentioned Mr. Z, you know, like we'd get out of hand sometimes and he'd like, he'd give us like his little, his little like stern talking and he'd kind of set, set us straight for a little bit until we did it the next time, but just stuff like that, just being able to handle adversity and being able to like get back up and staying like humble after your win. I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, good luck uh, the, the rest of the season. Um, we, what, where are we going? Where are we leaving for today? Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Coastal. Myrtle we, Beach. So we're, are we flying or driving? Flying, flying. Flying? That's great. What are some travel, like big 12 first class right there? <laughs> where, what, are, <laughs> what are the travel essentials? Uh, a lot of snacks. Yeah, a lot of snacks. You know, you got to have a water bottle because you, you can't bring liquids on the plane. Yeah. There's DSA. I've been caught with that probably <laughs> four or five times now. Yeah. Okay. A lot of snacks. Some candy. <laughs> so, some jerky. Okay. So all the, all the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, good luck to you guys. Uh, hopefully stay in touch. I'll try to get this out here in the next, next couple of days or so. Um, anything else you want to leave us with before we sign off? Go Rams, baby. Go Rams. <laughs> Go Rams. All right. Thanks, fellas. I'll see you. See you, boys. Yeah, see ya. Yeah. All right, once again, thank you to Josh and Landon for joining us, taking uh, about 40 minutes out of their day to come talk to Coach Treadway and I. Um, appreciate you guys. Best of luck the rest of the season. Uh, announcements. So the Ram Pride Raffle concluded. Um, we raised over $85,000, and we had 100% student participation. So uh, the students received all three um, of their incentives, their goals to get off of school, um, the last one being April 8th, the day of the eclipse, uh, which is – a little bit more confusing than I uh, initially expected. But uh, anyway, it's my mom's birthday and my Aunt Sharon's birthday. So happy birthday, happy early birthday to you two. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be great to get, get all three of those days off. So Grand Pride Raffle, great success. Uh, the next thing is groundbreaking on the new stadium. So that will be March 5th at 5 o'clock here at school. Uh, that is going to be happening rain or shine. There's a happy hour at Pullman's after as well. And we would like you to RSVP to that if you are planning on attending so we can <clears throat> plan pro properly. Excuse me. Um, so we can plan properly. Uh, so there's, those links are out on social media. Uh, go in there. Just tell us how many people are coming to this event. Uh, and we, we will be streaming it as well on our YouTube page. So if you are in a position where you're either across the country or you can't make it one of the two, uh, we will be streaming that so you'll be able to watch it. Um, the next thing, the next agenda item here is uh, a new thing, um, only about a day or two old, uh, a new initiative towards the stadium. So uh, buy a brick. So what we're doing is we're selling bricks. Uh, they are $400, but you can customize your brick uh, and you can put them either at the stadium or the memorial, uh, the military memorial, which will be, you know, right next to the stadium. Um, so if you're looking to get a gift uh, for a family member or 
uh, maybe honor a, a loved one who's passed. Um, me, for example, uh, just another thing that you could possibly be doing, I, I reached out to every member in the, at least every member I could find on Facebook uh, in the class of 2013, and I asked them if, if they would like to get a class of 2013 brick. So uh, just something to, uh, to consider, um, you know, donating towards the stadium and also getting something in return. Um, and you can customize those and put, you know, really whatever you want on there. Like I said, there's two locations you can, you can potentially put those, and that is in the link as well. Uh, and there's two colors it comes in. Um, you could also potentially put your business logo on there. So a uh, way to get your business recognized and obviously support a great cause. Last thing here, uh, shout out to our sponsors, Cap Trust out of Westchester and ODW out of Hamilton. I appreciate you guys. We, we can't do what we are doing currently without you. Uh, so if you have a chance to support Cap Trust or ODW, please do so. So as always, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Landon and Josh said it best. Go Rams. Go Rams.